Welcome to the Office 365 Developer Show. I'm your host, Jeremy Thake. The only show focused on Office 365 development, where I talk to the experts from all over the globe coding on the Office 365 platform. For more information on Office 365 development, please visit dev.office.com and follow us on the hashtag Office365Dev. Welcome to episode 29, recorded on January 13th with Andrew Byrne. Before we jump in, I wanted to kind of highlight some weekly updates. Now, if you go to the blog post, you'll notice that I've probably got about 15 listed there. Um, obviously, everyone's had some spare time over the, the holiday period, and um, people have been writing up some great stuff. So rather than go through all of those, I've listed them all and give them all credits. Um, and obviously, if you're following me on Twitter, you would have seen I've tweeted these or posted in the Yammer group already or in my Facebook page um, that you can like and follow or on LinkedIn. But I picked out the five most popular ones based on uh, retweets and likes and um, comments, but based on me sharing these links out. Um, the first one is actually an internal thing by content publishing in the IT Pro office space. Um, and it's an article about the throttling changes that have been made inside SharePoint Online. It explains um, some CSOM code that you can use um, to handle when you've been throttled um, and explains kind of the limits. One of the things to bear in mind is that this throttling is really only for extreme edge cases where you are absolutely hammering um, SharePoint Online to the point that it starts to impact the underlying SharePoint server. So definitely worth reading that article if you're doing anything really, really intensive. Typically, we are aware of who are doing this already and we've reached out to them. And traditionally, it's ISVs, uh, migration ISVs. So um, we've already spoke to them and they've already adjusted their code to do this. So, But it's worth having a read if you're interested in these things as a developer to make sure that you don't do anything too nasty to, to the service. Because at the end of the day, on a user basis, we'll actually start to block you. Um, the second one is by um, a really, really nice guy that um, I, I love going back to London to catch up with him. Uh, Chris O'Brien um, works at Content and Code. And obviously, there's been a lot of kind of discussion online and various different channels around um, how to brand SharePoint and whether to use ma master pages and web templates, etc. Vesa Uvenen and the PMP team and um, the content publishing team have been writing some solution pack articles. Um, and what Chris has done is kind of digested that into his own thoughts and um, and how he's kind of discussing this with his customers. It's a very, very balanced article, both pro and con. Um, so if you're looking into doing that, I'd highly recommend it. And there's also some good discussion going on in the blog comments there as well. So, um, you know, I really recommend... Um, people checking that out. And I've added some links in there as well to those solution packs and some of the guidance that we've published officially. And then um, I've mentioned Dan Wallin quite a bit on this show. Um, he's been someone that I followed for a long, long time um, and has done a lot of work in the AngularJS community. And um, he's been writing a ton of stuff for uh, the IT Unity website around um, Azure Active Directory services and talking to the Office 365 APIs. So um, it's a really good article. He talks about um, how you can configure these things inside Visual Studio projects and what DLLs you need to pull down from NuGet and how you configure those things in the Azure Management Portal. So build any AngularJS apps that talk to uh, SharePoint Online or Exchange Online. And obviously in the future, as we introduce more services, we'll actually be able to call into things like the Office Graph and the Documents Services and Yammer and, and various other things like the Video Portal, etc. And then two last ones, Jasper Oostfeld, 
I'm sorry if I've pronounced your name wrong, Asper. We've met many, many times, but it's just not something that I ask. You say, how do you pronounce your last name? SharePoint MVP, uh, maybe he's an Office 365 MVP right now, but um, he has also talked a little bit about the Azure Active Directory applications. But what he's done is, it's more from a, um, uh, an IT pro perspective, is how do I get an app that I've built, which is a web application that might not even necessarily use Azure Active Directory authentication, how do I get it to show in the My Apps page and pin it to the app launcher? And um, he's got step-by-step instructions there with screenshots um, in, on the IT Unity site. So again, if you're interested in adding to the My Apps page and the app launcher, definitely something to go and check out. And then lastly, Vesey Uvenen, who you know I quote a lot on this show, um, he's heading up a great group of people in the patents and practices team. And um, we've actually just extended our core team, which was mainly made up by MCS, PFE, and corporate people at Microsoft, who we've had on the show, like Frank and Bird and Steve and, and Schumann. We've had a bunch of others as well. Uh, we've extended it to an MVP, um, Owen Van Heunen, who has made a lot of contributions, over 220 commits to um, the PMP site. And so um, Vesla's just written a little blog post just to kind of congratulate him. Uh, he's an MCM as well. And, and so that's, um, it's been really exciting to see the community get involved in PMP. And um, obviously, you know, we like to celebrate the success as well. So we're doing a lot of work to kind of make it easier and more discoverable to find information on a PMP site. So in the coming weeks, you'll see some really cool things happening on dev.office.com to uh, make it easier for you guys to go and find all the content on branding, all the content on search, or all the content on user profiles that we've provided around the app model and providing some best practices there. We've also just started a new PNP guidance repo on GitHub, um, where we've got the likes of Todd Baginski, Andrew Connell, and obviously the key PMP people writing some guidance uh, papers. So, for instance, there was one that we where we've been doing a lot of these large samples, like the Property Inspector app, um, which is in the repos there which we've used at Keynote demos. And we've learned a lot about kind of how to manage source control with these apps when they're pulling down all the DLLs that are needed to call the Office 365 APIs. So we've written some best practices around those things. So please go and check that out, the guidance section. And again, if you go to the blog post for this podcast, there's a bunch of other links there from people like Shax and Steve Peschker and Waldeck Mastercars and Steve Curran, Jason Johnson, Elio Struth, Tobias Zimmergren, Scott Hillier, and Corey Roth. So again, all the usual suspects that I mentioned in these notes, but they've all been busy over the the holiday period writing blog posts. So um, a big thank you for everyone for their contributions. And um, let's just jump into the show now with Andrew from the content publishing team. He's responsible for all the code sample starter projects that are available on GitHub right now, which you can find at dev.office.com slash code-samples, along with a bunch of other samples that I get done through the community or through vendors and for internal corporate people as well. So big thanks to everyone. And um, I'm hoping everyone's warmed up for 2015 now. And um, I'm on kind of day five after having kind of two and two weeks back in Australia. So it's um, it's been great to get back and um, get back into the zone. And I hope everyone else is enjoying it too. Okay, so I'm here with Andrew Byrne in Building 35. He's in the content publishing team here within Office 365, focused on development. So uh Welcome to the show, Andrew. Thanks, Jeremy. Nice to be here. And uh, I can tell from your accent that you're not from around these parts much like I'm not. Well spotted. That is correct. Where are you from? So I hail from the Emerald Isle as opposed to the Emerald City. (laughs) So from Dublin, uh, Ireland. I've been here quite a while. 
You've not, and you've just not lost the accent. No, you just that just Irish stubbornness is just holding exactly. on tight. The children, uh, they're a different story. They've oh, got, really? They've got the local, the local accent. But yeah, it's gonna stick with me now. I think at this stage. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Makes you unique, mate. Exactly. Or kind of unique. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unique on the west coast, east coast. Oh yeah, you got a New York. Uh, oh yeah, there's lots of Irish there. Yeah, I hear it's it's it's, it's a novel. Yeah, yeah. But um, and so content publishing. How long have you been in this division? Where and where have you been else in Microsoft before that? Yeah, so um, I'm I've been in Microsoft about nine years. Yeah, and I came over um as a software developer, uh, working in Visual Studio. So that was my first tour of duty. Spent uh, about four years there, four four to five years. We worked on um lots of different things um working on the application lifecycle management tools. So we integrated or created a set of UML tools at that point for Visual Studio and uh, did that for quite a while, became a dev lead over there and moved into content publishing um, would have been about three and a half years ago. Okay. So it was over in Windows Phone. Basically, content publishing is one of those things in Microsoft that a lot of people maybe outside of Microsoft aren't really aware of what we do so we can get into that maybe yeah yeah when, when we get a chance um I saw it as an opportunity for me to um combine my love of coding with my love of teaching and my love of customers and put them all together and try to go over and, and make a difference on phone phone was really really hot two or three years ago as it still is today and so I joined that team and we were basically creating the SDK documentation. And from my perspective, I was very much interested in introducing a lot of code samples and so on in that space. Right. And then I joined Office and with Office now since about May, um, again, uh, leading a team of content publishers over on in, in Office in Office 365 developer documentation. And so although you're in content publishing, yeah. you're, you're working very, very closely with engineering on what they're working on and validating what you're writing or pages or samples. Yeah. Ships. Yeah. So this, this, the concept of the team I'm on right now is quite new. I mean, basically it was put together with a sole mission, I suppose, of developing um, code centric documentation. Um, and so the, the goal is that we will, act like a first customer of the product team. So we sit in the same building as the product team. We get bits early from the product team. We understand their roadmap. And we sit down and we try to figure out, you know, what would developers need to know about this? And the only way I find I know how to do that is to actually walk in their shoes. Right, right. So um, it's it's a really interesting um, place to be because what Office brings today, whereas Windows phone development was all about you know, the Windows Phone SDK and Windows SDKs. Over here, this team gets to look at these web services and then the client libraries that are available on all the supportive platforms. So we're we're very busy trying to support all the supportive platforms from web, Android, iOS, Windows, etc. So um, it's, we have a team at the moment broken up into multiple crews and we're working feverishly to, I suppose, do what everyone else is out there doing, which is you know, really understand what's going on in Office 365 and then to go out to the community with some great samples that will get them started. And we get that validated, which is the beauty. We get it validated by the product team through, you know, regular meetings, tech reviews and so on. Yeah. And the likes of yourself guiding us with being out there 
listening to customers and knowing, you know, what they're looking for and helping us to prioritize each one of these different samples. And it's almost, yeah. it's documentation in itself, right? I mean, when I do these demos at the conferences with these starter projects, yeah, I find it's really useful to be able to show. Sometimes you can smoke and mirrors it by having like a huge, you know, keynotes type demo, like the property yeah. inspector one that we do. Yeah. where people get focused more on what that product's doing yeah. as opposed to the line of, you know, a few lines of code that are calling the Office 365 service to send a mail or yeah. create a calendar invite, whereas with your samples, they're very much about just focusing on those things. Exactly. And the devs can go immediately see, you know, how clean it is to make these calls, whether it's in the Android app that you've written against the native SDK or whether it's against ASP.NET, um, NBC, yeah. what you've done. And yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, I learned very early on um, the difference between vaporware and running code. I mean, even in your own, in anyone's business out there, um, the best way to really build up trust and get people bought in is to actually show something running. Yeah. And so my belief is that if we can show people, hopefully we've done it correctly, and but I'm sure we've, we've improvements to make, but if we can actually show people, hey, here it is, spin up this, sample and within minutes you've got let's say your own emails showing up in this app right, in right. a list it gives them that sense of okay i can do this and then if from a documentation perspective we can map the code we if we've structured it in a way that first of all it's it's easy to figure out where in this code they've made the 0365 happen magic yeah. happen and that's critical and then follow up from that. So whether they've come to our sample first or whether they've been to our docs and um, with our partner team that's been doing a great job there and um, even on dev.office.com, if they've landed somewhere and got to us or they've got to us first in terms of running code, yeah. what's that getting started experience like? How do we tie it all together so we cater for your learning style no matter what kind of learner you are. Yeah, because everyone's a bit different. Like, I've had a few people yeah. go, well, you know, it's not enough to just download a sample from GitHub and yeah. F5 it and follow your... I mean, it's very few steps to get this running against your own tenant, which is brilliant. Yeah. Um, but people are like, well, that's not enough. I need to be able to then link off the documentation and consume that or maybe yeah. go to the Microsoft Virtual Academy training we've been doing, which goes into a bit more detail exactly. over an hour. Yeah. But I really like, you know, the code. My style of learning, for sure, is... Give me the code in a sample, and I'll go and pull out what I need and move it into yeah. my own project. Yeah, and, and I so think, I think the work you're doing there is really useful, and it just as a whole, yeah, it fits every every learning style there, which is yeah. Great. And, and again, you know, I, I've said this team is really only in existence for the last six months or so. As we've progressed, we've had the ability because we've been here early, even be, you know, be, as stuff was shipping, services were being updated. And we've gone back to the product team. We've given feedback, be it mm -hmm. about the API itself. Very much involved during the whole tech ed push, yeah, right. Which was a fantastic experience for our team as well, just to be part of that. But to actually be able to sit in that room and, based on tests we ran against our code samples, be able to be part of that conversation yeah, yeah. to deliver better quality yeah. and make sure that all the different pieces were aligned and coming out for the customer at the right time. So it's really that, you know, we're dealing with lots of different parameters in terms of um, the type of customer we're trying to address. Are you an enterprise customer or small ISV or eventually, you know, you're just, you're a hobbyist who's trying to get into the game of maybe producing productivity apps. And each of these come with different stories in terms of who they are and how they learn or, you know, what time pressures they're under, what platforms they're trying to support. Right. And so it's, that's the challenge, is just trying to figure out the sweet spots as we go um, to make sure that everybody has an opportunity to kind of get on board. 
and it's it, you've kind of tackled it to start with with these is more like the crud type thing right so you've Correct. got like a the Android app does the calendar and yeah. you've got buttons for you know creating and um, updating deleting and then you have the, like the the controls that are rendering the events from the calendar and the new yeah. forms and stuff like that yeah so we, we we made the call early on to produce what we call starter projects and when somebody asked me what they are it's funny it's not just about getting started with Office 365, it's the, the idea of getting started on the platform of your choice right, with right. Office 365. So when the first one we released was um, the Windows Store app. And so we didn't feel it was enough to just give you code snippets. What we wanted to do is give you a running piece of code that was well-structured and was adhered relatively well to a lot of the style guides or coding guidelines. So we use MVVM inside that. Yeah. We use data binding extensively. And we tried to put a brand on all these samples just to give you the feeling that if you see screenshots of these samples and they're all the same color or the look and feel, you'll get the impression this is a, this is a series of samples that I can dig into. Yeah. And you can expect the same quality, hopefully parity in terms of the, the features we deliver to you and that these will be maintained continuously you know, we'll we'll do more. That said, one of the key things for content publishing is to figure out, are we satisfying the developers? So just like you said, I like to do this. I like to use code. And maybe someone else says, oh, I prefer to buy a book and sit down and digest that for three days and then do some code. We're always trying to reach out to figure out, you know, what does the developer want? What are the problems they're trying to solve immediately? And when you look at something like Office 365, one of the key initial hurdles I suppose is um, authentication mm. and so each of these samples gives you authentication built in and we authenticate and we give you access to both the SharePoint services and the exchange services so right there in that authentication helper class which is a light you know wrapper if you like in terms of calling the client APIs we give you the ability to hopefully you have that there so you can more or less take that out of the sample use it in your your app to get back some access tokens and then go from there yourself. Right, right. So it's hard. We, you know, we could we could continue and just continuously add features to those samples. I'm not convinced that's the right way to go. And so we're looking at you know what's next. Because I mean, as our services evolve, like as you mentioned, SharePoint and Exchange, are yeah, the two key ones right now. But you know, if you think about Office Graph and you think about all the document conversion services APIs that are coming, and yeah. eventually Yammer working against Azure AD. That then exponentially gets a lot harder if you've got an Android, MVC, exactly. Windows. Yeah, you got you've got iOS coming as well. iOS right? coming soon. Yeah, um, teams crew spun up on that. Yeah, and um, again, some decisions initially on that to do with Objective C versus Swift and so on. So, which way did you pick for iOS? Well, uh, right now, we picked uh, Objective C. Yeah, because um, that's really what the SDK itself is currently on. I know there's great plans there, but for us to get moving forward, I think that's that's the right marketing that's what most people out there using right um and <clears throat> so you're right i mean as the platform increases in power how do we cater for that mm -hmm. and because we're, we're limited in terms of the number of people we can put on these projects you know the next best thing is to listen to the customer yeah and so we need the data that'll tell us hey everybody wants to build mail apps yeah and everybody is struggling with attaching a file to a to an email for example yeah well Surely that's a piece we need to get right in a sample and then transfer that code into other 
place so that it's discoverable. So that should show up in MV, MVA sessions. Yeah. That should then show up in our docs, maybe as a code snippet. And then in the REST ape, in the API sandbox that we that we came out with this year, which is fantastic. Great to see us innovating in that space. Yeah. Um, again, that should show up there at, at some point in time so that you're covered. Right, right. If you're the person who likes to go in and just play with someone else's sandbox, although maybe someday we'll hook up I think we might have done it already. The actual live. Yeah, you can sign up with your own sign in with your own tenant now. Yeah, I think it's read only, but it's yeah. still useful for just you know you want to get your hands a little bit dirty and figure it out for yourself before you maybe decide. Okay, I'm going to invest now. Yeah, yeah. And or try and like invite and build it into the project existing app, web app, or mobile app that you've got running. Exactly. Be able to play with it in yeah. these kind of controlled environments and and, yeah. and see what responses are coming back from the service. Exactly, and you know, for a team like ours, which is set up. So a typical content publishing team owns a lot of features, so they work very closely with the product team to document the API reference, for example, and then to build some content that explains, you know, conceptually, you know, what's going on in terms of, uh, be it authentication or maybe mail services or whatever. This team is very fortunate that we don't actually own a particular feature, so we have the flexibility at least at that level to figure out what our next move will be. Yeah. And so if we can if we can hone in on on what the uh, end user the developers are looking for, hopefully we'll have built up the the, the skill set and the horsepower to actually go and get some code out there. And so you guys, I mean, from a skill set perspective, you're mentioning like Android development, iOS development, Windows development. You've got a, a, quite a varied team. Yes. Indeed. So how do you how are you skilling up your guys as you see demand? Like for instance, okay, we need a bit of iOS app. Are you yeah sending them from training? Are they self studying? Like what what's great great question. So we have a number of channels available, and we'd obviously love more. MS OpenTech, which is a whole uh, team in Microsoft or Microsoft subsidiary, they've been extremely helpful. They have some skill there too, and they're the ones who built the SDK. Yeah. And so they give us a lot of um, assistance there, ramp up initially. And um, we've we've I've sent my team down to Palo Alto to visit with our Skype team down oh, there. Okay, because they have the skills link, down there. They've got the skills down there, and it's fantastic to be in a. A village like this where you can actually yeah, pick up right. the phone and say, hey, we need some help. And they say, come on down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's been very useful. Um, being self-taught is also something that a lot of people are doing. And uh, there's a real passion because, you know, it's it's not often in Microsoft you get a chance to touch this variety of platform, yeah. languages and so on. So anyone who's on this team is really geared up and, and passionate about um, getting these skills and getting them up to speed. Um, so they do a lot of that. Then we also, um, you know, any other community, like some of your MVP buddies have been really helpful to us in the past. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's great to have that as well. And then the product team itself. Um, we've been involved in Hackfests. So, again, cultural shift really inside Microsoft. Um, it's great that since, you know, over the last year or so, there's been a couple of opportunities to just... I give people time off to go and join these hack fests. Or yeah, hackathons. I was actually digging through some of those results. I'm trying to get them so we can talk about them publicly a bit more and show what was actually produced. That would be great. Because there's some great code in there that you know Absolutely. I'm sure the community would like to see as well. And it's cool to see, you know, the engineers put down their day jobs, yeah, put themselves in the shoes of the people that listen to this pod show. Yeah. And go, okay, let's try and build something with shipping. And at the end of the day, everybody <clears throat> wins because we yeah. know we noticed 
And so some of the people on my team signed up to join forces with some of the product team. And what right. you find is everybody sits down, they have a great idea, they pop open their machines, and then somebody says, hey, how do you do auth here for this Android app? And we hand them, that's an opportunity for them for us to say, hey, try our sample. Yeah. And then just as soon as they try the sample, immediate feedback about, oh, that wasn't really discoverable about right, how right. I did X, Y, Z. Or like how they consume it and how they poke around. Like your guys exactly. can watch how they're, how they're exploring and, it. And, and vice versa. So the API might not be intuitive right. and maybe there's a gap there and it could be something that we can then take back on our side to the docs and get yeah. that improved. Or maybe they can even log a bug and say, hey, that's something we should improve for yeah. a release. So it's really cool to see that happening and then giving people the opportunity to stand in front of their peers, have a bit of a laugh, but also celebrate some of the things they've shipped in two days. I believe there was some pizza and beer involved as well. Oh, there always is. <laughs> <laughs> I think this place is fueled on pizza and beer. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, that's never a shortage. Yeah, yeah. And um, and so with the way that you engage when you're shipping these things, it's great to see you guys adopting the GitHub um, repos to see that. And, you know, anyone can go and check. Um, they're being fought quite aggressively and people are pulling those down. And, you know, you can see the traffic stats growing, which is great. What, what other things are you doing um, to kind of get feedback from the community around the work that you're doing? Yeah, on so... Samples? So um, GitHub is our new home for most of, for all of our samples from this team for many reasons, but one of them is that we produce on all platforms and that's a great place to actually put all this stuff under the uh, github.com whack office dev. Um, we've been very proactive in listening there, obviously, for any issues. And out of that, we've actually had some great feedback, some questions that we've gotten answered. We've also had MVPs and other community you know, members who have spotted these samples and have wanted to demo them across the globe, uh, who've had issues and we've managed to get in touch there and sit with them and figure out problems as they come, come mm -hmm. about. I've asked my team to get you know, be active on the communities. And I don't just mean all Microsoft forums. I think, you know, we've a great opportunity now to go out properly into Stack Overflow, look at Android forums, all kinds of web forums, whatever. Yeah. And go to where the developers are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that will extend over the next 12 months into us getting out to conferences, you know, putting feet to the ground, so to speak, and actually being a being a TechEd, for example, we had someone there. Um, yeah, that Ricardo, was called Ricardo, the European one, yeah. Yeah, and so I think, you know, we're, we're trying to be proactive in how we get that feedback, and also we're very data-driven, so some of that will help, but I think really they, it's, it's, it's probably anecdotal what you hear at these conferences or on forums, but it has a lot of power because that's the voice that you get from real users who have real issues. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's very hard to judge how well we're doing or how useful stuff is with just the data we get. I think it has to be a, a combination of some of the data we, we measure plus contact directly with customers. So we're, we're thinking of other things, and, and if anybody out there has opinion on it, it would be great. You know, we, we've, we've thought about instrumenting our samples, like would developers hate that or not if we did it in a subtle way, just so that we know how people are perusing the, the code itself, yeah. or <clears throat> just be totally social. I mean, what's, what's wrong with a big like button somewhere near to a sample that you can actually just tell us I like this, I've used or, it, or whatever. Yeah. And we, we watch all the usual social channels to figure out what's going on there. Yeah. But it's, it'll be a long process. We need to, we need to continue that. Um, because it, each one of these samples we produce, 
take some time and I'd really like to spend that time as wisely as possible and not go down a particular path if I feel the customers are screaming for something else. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's what we're here for. And then in, in terms of kind of where you're going in the next few months, is it just to continue to evolve uh, the existing ones that you've got shipped or are there other things that you're looking to ship? Um, great question. We're finishing up kind of that series of starter projects. I think when we when we get something out there, we're, but we're looking at an, an iOS sample right now. That's something that's um, obviously we really want to get out there. We're, we're taking a step back. We're looking at the value that that's to be had in a sample that's, you know, quite heavy UI-wise that, you know, does give you the feel of a running app, mm-hmm. but they're expensive to produce. And really, at the end of the day, you know, the core thing we want to teach you is Office 365. Right, right. And so we're looking at maybe stepping back a little bit. And again, any feedback we can get from the listeners would be fantastic. Yeah. But we're thinking maybe we'll step back and we've, we've come up with the idea of something like a snippet app, which is still running code. The UI might be lighter, yeah, and it's just really focusing on building blocks for starter projects. Yeah, because we've found uh, with the production of the Microsoft Virtual Academy training, you know, when you do like the Xamarin module, the Cordova module, there's a significant amount of that training which is actually on teaching you Cordova and Xamarin, yes. as yeah. opposed to. I know I'm a Cordova developer and I just want to call the API. Yeah. So and it's, it's a it's a fine line to tread. It's a balancing act, isn't yeah. it, Jeremy? And I think I think we'll we'll constantly sway back and forwards a little bit to be a pendulum swing and, and eventually I think we'll get it right but yeah. the important thing is the ability having small crews on our team to mm-hmm. be able to be agile enough to listen and react so this time around we may not do a full-blown starter project for iOS maybe that'll be the one we'll do a little bit of just to see what feedback just, you get from just that. see what feedback we get and, and then we've looked at um gists I call them gists maybe someone else calls them gists I don't know but basically yeah. Uh, gists on on GitHub is another way of us. Maybe if we just produce classes or reusable pieces of code that people right. can stitch together, yeah. or maybe we use those ourselves to produce this snippet project. Right, right. And then beyond the, so you're right. The first set of projects are really fundamentals, mm-hmm. you know, CRUD operations. But beyond that will be richer scenarios. So mm-hmm. take mail from, you know, sending a mail, you know, getting a list of mails, filtering by dates, and move that into, you know, more usable scenarios like grabbing attachments, adding them, or maybe integrating mail with the SharePoint APIs to maybe store certain mails into certain, whatever, like building up. If you think of the starter projects that would sit just above the various light um, right. APIs. Right, so like a one-to-one mapping of what the More or less. Yeah. You'd go from there, you'd move higher. The higher you go in that stack, the more kind of maybe line of business integration type scenarios we could actually come up with. Yeah. And But we have to start somewhere. So it's a bit of a crawl, walk, run, and we think it was the right bet because, you know, everybody else will start there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's been great. I mean, I, I use them all the time in the training when I'm at conferences and stuff. And um, yeah. it's just an easy way to illustrate what the APIs can do. And yeah. the, definitely the visual perspective helps. Right. Um, and the fact that it's very easy for me to pull down the latest one, you know, do a tiny little bit of config, F5 in on my way, and yeah. I just had a ton of breakpoints in there and, you know, yeah. highlight the code as I'm F5ing through the different screens. So yeah. it's... Um, it's a great way to explore it in that way. Yeah, no, it is. And I th- I, hopefully, you know, some of the stuff we're seeing from the community as well, they're filling some gaps themselves. Yeah. Of, For example, we produced um, the ASP.NET starter project. We went for um, 
single tenant. Yeah. And then Chax, who I know you've had on the program, yeah. good friend of ours. Hello, Chax, if you're out there. He, uh, you know, produced the multi-tenant version. Right, right. And so that collaboration helps, number one, the community out there. Number two, internally helps us because now we together can sit down and rev that code behind that. So, yeah. you know, we've tweaked the authentication story in that particular sample over time thanks to Chax and others within the product right, team like and that's helped learn and yeah and that's yeah. helped everyone and I'm not afraid to admit that you know we're learning I mean there's this is new and the other big change in office is it's moving at a pace yeah I mean you know you mentioned the tech ed stuff and that was my first experience of a big event and my god it was hot you know yeah. coming in at yeah. the end and exciting it was great I mean <laughs> there was a certain buzz in the air for sure yeah. And I think we learn a lot from that that is being taken into account now for Ignite and for Build, which is coming up in um, April or May. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited uh, with how we're going to communicate those changes coming through and the kind of the evolution yeah. of what we're doing with Visual Studio and some yeah. of these services, which will be fun. Exactly. And I think now that we're known as a team inside the org too, it's, you know, I'm looking forward to Build because we're more integrated, people will remember, you know, we'll, we'll get our communication internally and hopefully the customer never sees what we'd see in here and just in terms of the day-to-day -day operations and at the end of the day what we get out ideally would be a sim ship of some great samples for whatever the latest and greatest features are that come out. And we're expanding, you know, my team is just a small part of the overall developer docs. Yeah. And, and so there's a lot of other people in here and, and they are doing great work, working on the docs themselves, the, the getting started experiences. And we're trying to bring some of what we do into those teams and vice versa. We're trying to influence those docs too. And we're trying to get people there who, who have um, some coding skills to join us, you know, jump in as part of one of these sprints yeah. and actually get some work done. So hopefully we can scale. And when we scale, we can actually produce obviously more and that would be great for the for the customers out there. And so internally, you know, I was introduced as a content publishing team, but you guys are the CPUB team, as you know, you kind of call by all the teams. But yeah. your individual teams in DevDocs, what's your team name? Because you guys all have pretty funky names. Oh, well, so the name was decided <laughs> before I joined. <laughs> oh, so you don't yeah. want to take credit for it? No, well, it, so yes, we're called Patsol, which is pattern, Patterns and Solutions. Oh, okay. Um, it, is, it is really just a... An internal moniker, and I think, um, but it has it has the same. It does, in a way, call out what we're trying to do. It's a bit of fun, and it, it yeah. the, there isn't there a shield team, and, a, and we've Sherlockers. Sherlockers. Guess what they do? <laughs> they are data people, intent analysis, all that groovy stuff. Yeah, and then acronyms all over the place. Yeah, that's right. Where would we be in Microsoft without without, without thousands acronyms. of acronyms yes. to throw yeah. everybody off when they come into the org? Yeah. The other thing I'm looking forward to doing is working with you on our idea of um, maybe gamifying one of my samples. Yes, I'm. So we've seen a few other companies doing it, uh, like kind of open source initiatives, and I think it'll be good fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. We'll work out the details, yeah, but yeah. I feel there's something there. I think it would be a great way to just have a bit of. All we can do is for the people on the show if they have feedback on the existing samples. You know, obviously, they can do that through github.com. Yeah. But we have our Yammer group for the podcast as well, where people can kind of come and ask questions. And you're, you're in there, so they can at mention you as, That's as well. That's correct, yeah. But again, when we start doing this gamification, I think it'd be great to kind of engage with these listeners and yeah. see see what they would what they would 
entertain following and yes. whatever, like, no, Andrew, that's a stupid it's idea. Stupid. And I, don't I, have, I just blame Jeremy. I don't have three point. hours to <laughs> code something to win a free T-shirt yes. or a hoodie or something. Yes. So, but yeah, that'll be fun <clears throat> from, from that aspect as well. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to that. And then seeing where Bill goes and getting involved in those demos, I mean, yeah. it's one of the greatest buzzes to be at those conferences and see something you produced show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone's talk and build and so on. So, you know, and we're hiring. Yeah, I was going to say, do you want to mention the fact that you're looking for someone on the team? Yeah, so we're very busy. I I did a groovy video put out there and I've been on Twitter and just looking around basically. We're we're really, you know, we'd love to see maybe someone with some Android or iOS industry skills join our team. Yeah. I think it'd it'd be great for us all here to just boost that side of the house up and it's a great role lots of coding and lots of educating the developer and it's, it's a nice mix so if that's if that's who you are yeah we are aka.ms whack dev hero which is our short little um and for those non-microsofties whack is a forward slash yes yeah i've got into the habit already and someone looks at me really weird the it's other not day. an irish term yeah. <laughs> you're not you're not beating someone no. okay but forward slash <laughs> i apologize <laughs> So um, how will people reach out to you other than the Yammer group and GitHub? Like you mentioned Twitter a few times. You have a Twitter handle. Twitter handle at Andrew J. Byrne. And then just through some of the challenges, so the docs as well, you can get get in touch with us through those as well. We, we, we kind of hook up with the rest of the team in terms of um, looking at community feedback all up, be it user voice, be it stuff on your own, you know, feedback through yourself, Jeremy, and your team. Um, they're really the main channels that we get involved in. And so you're coming up to the big crystal time. If you've been here for nine yes. years, when's that going to be? That will be September, I think. Okay. Yeah. So, so you've got yeah. There's the five year crystal. Five year crystal. There. And there's quite a few little painting blocks. These little black box. What What are those for? What have you got? Yeah. Seen? So that was the geek in me. That was one of my bucket list things. I always thought if I ever get to join Microsoft, I'd love to. I used to watch these old videos um, of kind of a day in the life. Yeah. Microsofties where a guy would burst into a, someone's office and ask them exactly what you're doing, kind of like, hey, yeah, what do yeah. you do? And I used to see these blocks and I kind of figured out they were cool. So it was great. Um, working on Visual Studio, lots of creative people over there, lots of bleeding edge innovation. And I was very, very fortunate to be part of a lot of those and you know been able to get involved in that whole space and and actually have my name on some patents in microsoft is i'm very proud of yeah something we should all do yeah that's very cool shipping apps is one of my other things i love to do so yeah i don't know if that came across i'm still a coder yeah (laughs) i'm a i don't know how much of your time is coding in all seriousness how much of my because you're a manager of quite a few people right i manage quite a few people so the number of hours spent coding Inside the, t- the team is relatively small now, I will admit. I, I did quite a bit of, in the early starter projects, really just to help the team form. I wanted everybody right. to feel like we're all, you know, rolling up our sleeves. Yeah. Now that things are in motion and now that the team is kind of grown and we're moving forward, le- I get to do less and less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I'm a hobbyist. Right. I guess I'm, so I'm outside of work hours. Outside of work hours. So over the holidays, I built a uh, OneNote app. Cool. Um, which you know talks to their REST APIs. And, and their APIs are awesome as well. Awesome. Yeah. And we're looking at their stuff too, and it's hopefully we'll start to see a lot more kind of 
that coming together just even in terms of the, the feel of how you learn this stuff but yeah that, that was easy easy to produce I love OneNote as well yeah and it's great to just get involved there because I learn I learn by coding and I, yeah, I yeah. understand pain when you ship something to one of these stores be it you know um, the Apple Store or Google Play or whatever even yeah. Windows Store there's learning there that I think once people start to do that with Office 365 um, in terms of building apps that integrate that's something we want to be able to talk about with them and right. feel their pain. So, and you've got some in the store, right? I have phone apps in the store. Yeah, from your days back. From my Windows days phone. back back on Windows Phone. Yeah. Um, so they're doing well in terms of they're they're popular. They were great fun to do. You're not and quite ready to retire yet. On not the... quite ready to retire. <laughs> I think I, I think I chose the wrong monetization model, yeah. i.e., free. <laughs> um, and that's probably related to how. Your own confidence in terms of yeah, that's right. would I pay for this kind of thing? Um, yeah, but great reviews. I mean, reviews go a long way, and so it's yeah. gives you a great feeling. And then when you do come back to your day job, you have a voice. You can you can Absolutely. bring that to the table. Take your put your developer hat on and say, yeah. I wouldn't read this document, or I wouldn't. This service is not what I would have used, etc. And it, it it adds a lot of credence then as well when we go talk to developers to actually let them know that we're all in this with them and that's what I encourage my whole team to do now they spend their their days coding which is great yeah 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 they're still pinching I mean it's pretty much dedicated right I mean they're pretty are, much yeah. yeah I'm reluctant to even give a split but it's it's the majority of their time would be digging into these platforms digging into Office 365 yeah and then they do like we did a doc bash recently for internally to help the rest of the doc team yeah where we went in put our dev hats on and gave some constructive feedback there that's cool so we do that as well and we're looking at we can't you know it goes back to the whole if you whether it's a getting started experience or maybe you're, you're you are experienced already so it's more advanced level of interaction with all of the the learning we give you and um, we can't just go out in a silo with code samples that would be the wrong thing to do. So we have to yeah, make sure be that a journey. it's got to be a journey. It's yeah. got to feel feel like you know we have you covered, whichever end you start at. Yeah. And so I encourage my team. That's of the time we don't spend coding, we do spend time doing that kind of thing. That's yeah, cool. It's very important. Yeah. Cool. Well, I really appreciate getting on the show. I'm glad we finally got on got you on here. It took a little bit of persuading. But, yeah, no, I'm um, delighted to be here. And we'll definitely get you back, maybe some of your uh, colleagues as well, to talk that a would bit be more fantastic. about a particular sample that we're shipping yeah. um, near a build and Ignite. Great, great. Um, and um, we'll have all the show notes for anything you mentioned. Yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, from the perspective of people listening, if you want to reach out to Andrew, whether it's through the Twitter handle or the Yammer Network or GitHub or user voice, there's plenty of different ways that... Um, you know, these guys are listening to, exactly. to get your feedback. Yeah. Great. Great. Thanks very right, much. Thanks very much, Andrew. Cheers, Cheers. Mate. Bye. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you check out dev.office.com for all of your Office 365 developer needs. All the links from the show are in the blog post on blogs.office.com dev, where you can find the latest news about Office 365. If you have any ideas for new shows or questions for us, please join us in our Yammer group in the Office 365 Technical Network. Have a great week, guys, and keep coding on Office 365.